0: Welcome, Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights. Thanks, sponsors Tops, Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, CompC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So, another outtake episode. This is the last segment from the Hobby Hotline from September 24th, just a week or so ago. Logan was on the call, and Val was on the call. And Tracy Hackler as well, and Brody the Kid. So those were the main people I was interacting with, along with callers and commenters. But with Logan and Val, you know, there's going to be a little bit of talk about NASCAR and F1. So we talked about that some, and then we got into the starting lineups coming back, pros and cons of that and the nostalgia of that. So again, every one of my episodes that I enjoy has a little bit of what's new and a little bit of what's old and trying to learn from the past and enjoy the present. So thanks, co-hosts. Thanks, listeners. Listen to uh, Hobby Hotline in its entirety. It's twice a week, but Saturday's the main ones that I'm on, Saturday morning, 10 o'clock central. So have fun with that. And there's a lot of hobby uh, content created out there, but uh, that's one I really enjoy and encourage you to listen to that. And here's a small portion of it for your listening pleasure. Are you NASCAR guys jealous of F1? Maybe lot of the publicity, okay. but not the prizes.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. I would like to see more of a bump in NASCAR, but NASCAR has seen a bump. I'm grateful for that. And I'm good with it. I think
2: like Logan can speak of this. The late 80s when we had that whole boom it's very reminiscent of what's happening now in f1 so f1 is starting to get to the saturation point where there's only a few products and more products are coming out everybody was diving in everybody was discovering it now either the flippers or whatever they're on to something else it's tight to run that demand for supply for this kind of stuff we definitely seen the older f1 stuff which is very scarce we're seeing some high dollar stuff on. The older F1 we do on the NASCAR radio, King's Court, where we go over some of the eBay pricing or in Golden. We've seen some high dollar, some of the older stuff, which is definitely crazy scarce.
1: Yeah, but we are seeing a lot of the newer stuff, prices coming down. And it's coming down significantly. On the new F1 stuff, you're saying? On the new F1 stuff. I'm afraid that Toss may try to oversaturate the market because they're going to have a couple of new issues this year, one of them is like a stadium club. I think they're going to call it Paddock Pass. They've got a couple of new issues coming out this next year. You mean
3: to tell me that a card manufacturer will try to jump on a hot bandwagon and just overdo it? Is that what you're telling me? No, nobody would do that. So when do they need to actually tell the printer how many they want to print? Like volume for a specific product?
2: Yeah, I know it takes six months for a release to create the images and do all that stuff. But then when you go to the printer, when is that time? Because... They might want to increase the production or reduce the production. Of course, you're more of the expert than I am. When do they make that?
3: It's pretty fluid, but I think they have the liberty to add to it. But it all depends. If you don't have enough material, ink, the type of stock you're looking for, a particular product, you want to bump up quantity, you're going to have to print what you have, pack that, seal that, and then wait for more stuff to get in so you can continue printing and producing. But I would say a few weeks would be like the the absolute latest in a normal product cycle
0: you're constrained by the pack odds too you've already published that this is how things are coming out you have this much of these assets and materials that are in the product and if you're going to print more you need to have more of that stuff
2: more stuff exactly i guess what i'm saying is if you were to do less so say tops was getting to do this paddock pass and f1 was red hot and everybody was selling out and then quickly things have been changing here Now we have a downturn in the economy, rapid inflation, all this other stuff. And maybe those numbers might be too much, or maybe they don't care at all and they're just going to go with it.
3: That used to happen quite a bit, actually, back when things weren't as hot as they've been over the last three or four years. But that's usually when the collector won because they would essentially keep all the same stuff but cut production. So that's where you got extra hits and extra autographs that were unannounced sometimes. That usually was a sure sign they'd cut production down, but that hadn't happened. Obviously, it's gone the other way now. But people forget there were many years not too long ago, 2011, 12, 13, 14, where things weren't moving. Like it was bad. And there was a lot of dogs that <laughs> the guy slept on, and didn't sell. I wonder how much it hurts Earnhardt's collectibility that he hasn't had cards in forever. It's one thing to be out of sight, out of mind, like physically in the physical sense. But that's the big difference with Earnhardt and other legends is that other legends are in products every year, and Earnhardt Sr. When's the last time he's been in a product? That would be 2014.
1: Man. Last time he was in a product. And his wife, she controls the license, and she's not letting it out anytime soon. Now, we did hear rumors at the National from Tim Trout that they are working on getting <laughs> that license back. And he said that they were offering, what did he say, Babe Ruth money? Babe image Ruth, Im-
3: image
1: even- you're right, though. I think it's definitely hurting
2: the brand just from being forgotten unfortunately
3: just think about what and this might be a bad example in nascar but a color blast Earnhardt senior or a, a kaboom or one of or out of 10 gold or something would be ridiculous
2: mm-hmm. yeah when jimmy johnson was chasing seven they did a commercial where i guess like somebody walking down pit road and you had petty in the old car and earnhardt in his car and then basically like with Jimmy Johnson trying to join those in, in the
1: seven. It was really cool to see that image and, and stuff of Bernhart. Logan. I Tim also said they already have cut autos and they've got fire suits and everything <coughs> ready to go. So all they have to do is sign the contract and it's going to be game on.
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: National treasures. The kid was going to have his own color blast for all products in Panini America. Can you imagine?
3: Like that would be like NASCAR's version of the Jordan color blast. It would be just ridiculous. Sure would. Now there would be like twenty of them within six months, twenty different color blast cars of Earnhardt, and then
0: there would be <laughs> See, this is part of the PR problem of our industry, and we need to be considered so that these the drive the Earnhardt brand says I need to be aligned with that industry's on the uptick, Panini, Fanatics, all these different entities, all this money that's coming in, it's in the news. This is going to be positive for our brand to do that instead of they it's not just a cash grab it's basically it's making dale earnhardt be more relevant like roberto clemente my favorite guy he died in his prime he's still out there and very collectible dale earnhardt yeah. would be more collectible if there was more stuff out there more good stuff oh you're absolutely right i hoping that's going to happen now, now we're remember too right the cards are cool again and cards were fringe and now they're moving toward mainstream and mainstream they need to be part of that Yeah, agree completely.
1: Dale Earnhardt Sr. does have Funko Pots, so they have licensed those. Wow. But not cards.
3: Recent ones, though? Like recently? Yeah. Like what?
1: Yeah. I was surprised.
2: I thought maybe the license was moving in that they're starting to license more stuff, but haven't heard anything. When Tim talked about not having the Earnhardt license, but he had done Funko, so I... Yeah, I'm not sure. So
3: Maybe they paid more than Ruth money to get him for Funko. Who knows? That's true, too, right? (laughs) It is true. Dr. Beckett's dead on, though. If you use the power of what the market is right now as your biggest bargaining chip, it's not about money. It's Yes, you're going to be rewarded handsomely for letting us use him, but you're also going to be in the mainstream, the public conscience, for a long time. Those cards would make such a big splash on the market.
0: They should be contacting you. You shouldn't have to be knocking on their door. They should be contacting you say, we want to be part of this. And I think that's what Fanatics, the new big kid on the block, is thinking. They're going to increase their marketing spend, and they're going to make sure that the average sports fan out there is aware that collecting uh, sports cards especially is a real thing, here to stay, (laughs) hotter than ever, and opportunities for everybody to enjoy.
3: Yeah, I agree completely. I could quote this a
1: little bit to Elvis. Back in the day, Elvis, he almost went broke. I live here in Memphis. And of course, Elvis is really big here. And now Elvis Presley Enterprises makes more money than they ever would have thought when Elvis was alive. Priscilla has managed it well. She's managed the licensing well. And the Elvis name is just as popular now, if not more so than it was back when he was alive, because we have Elvis Week here, all the things that go on here with Elvis, and Graceland is the most visited home in the United States. That just goes to show you that if you keep your name out there, you're going to grow in popularity, and, and, of course, with popularity, the money's going to come, too.
3: Hey, Brody, TK, do you know Elvis? Do you know who we're talking about? Was it Elvis?
0: Yeah. I, I'm very aware of it. He, he saw the movie. He saw the movie last month, too. Oh, watched the movie,
3: but... <laughs> I'm kidding, Brody. I'm kidding, bro. Know.
4: You like to make jokes, Tracy. I <laughs> M- know me, king of jokes. How well, about call you the Dallas Road Show jokester? You should <laughs> just travel to all four shops and pop up and start making jokes.
3: Nobody would come to see that, that's for sure. That'd be a short lived business,
4: especially if you got the Australia shop going. You go down there. Oh, hey, Mike, it's me, Tracy Hacklitter from the America. Oh.
3: I'd kill it down
2: under. I'd be huge. Just switching gears real quick. In the comments, that Michael Runyon was talking about that. David Pearson isn't even spoken of, and he was number two behind Richard Petty, and probably most people don't even know. So I don't know if it's the people they're managing the licenses, or that they're doing it themselves, or they don't have a marketing firm helping them. But
3: how old is Pearson? I don't. Pearson Michael, has passed. But when was he like relevant? Like behind Petty, was it real early or? it was up until late 70s early 80s i think because when Mm -hmm. he retired yep you uh, you guys probably know better why is he not more talked about now
2: nascar likes to promote whatever nascar likes to promote and you have to pay to get into that promotion unfortunately i wish they would handle the legends better we have the nascar hall of fame but that's a whole other mess too but i don't know he's 105 wins behind Page 200. He was definitely known as a Silver Fox and pretty smart driver and very good driver. When did he pass? He passed, like, what, two years ago? Yeah, probably a little bit longer than that, but yeah.
3: So would you guys... The two NASCAR experts here, would y'all consider him like on that level? Is a collectible target like a Petty or Nernhard or Jimmy Johnson? His personality, I think
2: he's more of the, was it Steve McQueen who did the bullet? Petty has his kind of image and brand. I think Pearson is
1: more of that real life type. Yeah, he's more laid back. He just didn't put himself in the limelight. All he wanted to do was go out there, win races and make money for his family.
4: Ah, oh, Michael
2: Runyon, he's probably the biggest Pearson fan, but he says that, that he wasn't comfortable in the media. And that, I'm going to have to go with his stats here, but that he had less starts than Jeff Gordon, but had 105 wins starting lineups. Have you guys seen those in the price tag? What you guys thought with the first wave for the NBA?
4: I'll start this just because I, I collect wrestling figures a lot. That was one of my first things I collected. And those are like fifteen or twenty bucks at Target. So to see at fifty dollars, I know you get the NFT, but just for me personally, they look cool, but fifty bucks, especially with how much cards are now. It's just not my cup of tea.
2: So does
3: the NFT entice you at all?
4: I'm just not an NFT guy really.
3: You get a physical card too with it, don't you? Or no?
4: I think so, yeah. That's cool. I like
3: that. The figures look a lot better. Uh, they never look like the athletes. No, well. <laughs> at least Jaw looks like Jaw. I don't care about NFTs, in- 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 but seems like a pretty reasonable price.
4: Yeah, it's definitely reasonable, but I'm just not the huge NFT guy, but the card is pretty cool and the figures, looking them up close, they look pretty cool.
2: I this is actually a pretty smart plan for giving away these NFTs to get people into that. Yeah. They're trying to pursue that and try to expand that market as well.
0: My play is I'm a card guy, so I buy the figure, the card, and the NFT for 50 bucks. I sell the NFT for 25 I sell the figure for 25 I keep the card for free. <laughs> there you go.
4: You heard it here.
0: That's
4: a great the card, look cool too. Yeah, the
3: card actually does look pretty cool. It's got a nice foil treatment to it. So, Dr. Beck is onto something like, and you never know how rare those are going to be or how many hit the market. Those are if,
0: three completely different types of collectors. Mm-hmm. There's a You're lot right. of people that are really mm-hmm. enamored of NFTs. I'm not one of them. A lot of people nope. like the figures. I'm not one of them. I love cards, but oh. if they're allocating or apportioning the value equally, I don't think the marketplace will. I think mainly people are buying the figures because they're displayable.
3: And here's one of those like a long adored names. People just love it because it's from such an innocent time.